My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Hello, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today, friends, I'm in the beautiful city of Redding, my hometown, Redding, California. But today, I want to get into somebody that uh, is a conservative. He's a Republican. He's been a senator for 10 years. And he's somebody that just recently threw his hat in the ring to go up against what I like to call Gavin Mussolini, the person that is absolutely drowning this state, running it into the toilet, somebody that I've been 100% against. Uh, Probably part of the reason and we left California was because we could see the writing on the wall, but I love this state. I love California. I love the people here. I love what California could provide if it just had different leadership. So this Senator Brian Daly is somebody that is throwing his hat in the ring for the governor's race for this election cycle. So here is his promo video, and then we're going to talk to the Senator himself. We have a lot invested here. God laid out the state in such a way that only he could do. We just happen to have some people that don't understand how to manage it. I want it to be about the people. That's why I'm running. It's our guest, Brian Daly, representing beautiful areas of our great state in Northern California. I've been in Sacramento for 10 years, working with people who don't know how to run a business. They've been telling them, oh, we're helping the poor person. And it's like, oh, it's the inner city kid, or it's the person of color. Doesn't matter what color you are, what nationality you are, they're lying to you. Give them back their money. I I don't want to leave California. I want Roslyn and Chase and Reagan to have the same opportunity that my dad and I've had. I want people that love California to live that California dream that that my grandfather saw when he came here. I was standing in uh, church and he came up to me and said, I need to tell you something. He sits down and he's like, I think I'm going to run for governor. I said, all right, let's do it. I'm not going to back down because somebody tells me I can't do it because you never know. People told me I couldn't do stuff all my life and I've been doing it. And I think maybe just being a farmer, it's like, I can tell you if I don't plant, I know I'm not gonna harvest, but I gotta at least plant. No matter if you win or lose, at least get in the fight. Newsom's sitting on $60 million right now. And if he has a true opponent, the money will pour in like it has never poured in before. Other people are always telling you what's right and what's wrong and what you're doing wrong and what you should believe and what you shouldn't. Like, all those things is hard. And, like, being in a situation will be even on a bigger scale than we've ever seen before. But I think it's worth it. Roz, <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. You can't sit on the sidelines and expect this one-party system to work. It's not working. It's broken. What future does your children have. That's what I ask people. What do you what, what do you want for your kids? Do you do you want what they're getting? I want a future for them. I'm bold sometimes. And I tell people, stop praying for me and walk with me.
I think that uh, when I first saw that, Brian, uh, Senator, when I first saw that, I said, here's somebody that's from California. Here's somebody that has a family in California. Here's somebody that is a businessman that understands what it takes to actually run a successful business in California. Uh, and I hear that that's, that's been your third generation farmer. Yeah, my, my grandfather came uh, actually to California during the Great Depression looking for a job. And uh, because he was a veteran, he had the opportunity to put in for a land grant in Siskiyou County. And he put his name in a pickle jar, and they pulled it out, and he got an 80-acre homestead. We have the deed was signed by uh, Roosevelt. Wow. President Roosevelt. So, yeah, I'm the third generation. I run a, I run a farm. We, we raise cereal grains for seed. Uh, we have a trucking business as well. And so, yeah, we've been generations here. It's tough to do business in California. And, you know, I got into politics because I wanted to make a place better for my community. Mm-hmm. And I served 16 years on the Board of Supervisors. Um, when I left my county, it was completely debt-free, and all of our pensions were funded. Wow. And then I ran for the legislature um, 10 years ago, served six years in the Assembly, and then the last, past three years in the, uh, uh, as in the state Senate. Well, when I first saw that, um, I, 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 again, just watching it again, just kind of, it wrecked me a little bit, um, because what you said in there at the end is I think what should resonate with every Californian is what do you want the next generations to see in this in this state. So welcome, Senator Brian Daly. Welcome to the me. David J. Harris Jr. Show. I really appreciate you uh, coming coming in today and, and coming on the show. Uh, and I was excited to hear, too, that you were running after looking at your history and looking at what you've done. And uh, you've worked with people. You've worked with both sides of the aisle. You've worked with Democrats you know, and Republicans to get things done and get things passed. But you've got this insider look into politics like, you know, the, the recall election. For, for me personally, I, I've got, you know, I, I, I don't think it's possible. I don't know how it's possible that Gavin Newsom got the same percentage of votes to stay in office as he did to get elected in 2018, yet that's he got 68% of the votes. So for me, it's like I'd love to see a conservative win. I'd love to see somebody with common sense. I'd love to see a business person win the governorship. But with the elections, the way that they've, they've that, that recall election, the way that it went down, uh, it seems like an uphill battle. What, what are your thoughts on that process? Well, as you mentioned, um, you know, people are leaving California. And so I, the, the 25 years that I've been elected, you know, people say, how are you going to do it? Well, I've been, I'm in a, been in a minority the whole time I've been here. I've been working mm. with Democrats for the for my total time in politics. So what I did was something different. I went to Sacramento and I said, you know, I'm from the North state where we have not as much population. And so, and, but we, we, they passed laws in California, the, the one size fits all. So I actually reached out and got 127 members over my nine years. I brought 127 members to places like Reading and Mount Shasta and Tahoe. I, I represent Lake Tahoe. So I had a, a draw of a, the most beautiful part of our state but I brought them out, and I, t- and I would share with the, with the legislator from Los Angeles or San Francisco or San Diego, you know, I, I ask them, where does your water come from? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll say, out of the tap. Yeah, it does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have no idea. Right. But comes it, comes right from, it comes from, 60% comes from my Senate district. Wow. And so when I started educating them about forest fires and the environment and through my eyes and the land, you know, when you take them out and show them where we thinned the forest and where it burnt, um, the land never lies. Mm. I'm a farmer. The land never lies. And when I tell those stories, and I go back to 
Sacramento and start passing legislation that would help us do good forest management. So, so I've been maybe kind of a different um, Republican where I, I, I listen. I want to get. I want to actually solve a problem. But what's happening in Sacramento is just the opposite. So when you're on the inside, I'll give you an example. Out of 80 members in the state assembly, there was three of us that actually ran a business and did a payroll. So, wow. so the disconnect between what a businessman's going through and and what uh, somebody who's not, they don't have that perspective. And so we're constantly on the wrong end of the decisions they make because they don't understand what we're doing. 77 out of the 80 had never ran a business, didn't own a business. Yeah, didn't do a payroll. So that, that means they didn't have employees. Kind. They may have been you know, a realtor or something gotcha. like that. But a lot of community organizers and a lot of folks like that that are they're elected. So in education, I think, you know, educating those members, I've been trying to move the needle. But what's really um, struck me in the last four or five years I've been there is that the, you know, it's 25 years of one party control in the legislature. So that means mm -hmm. they, own, they owned both houses of the legislature, right? assembly and the Senate. And then the last 10 years of a Democrat governor. So what we've seen is total control. Yeah. And it, what, what, we need balance in California. For the first time, 265 businesses from 2018 to 2020 left the headquarters. That's Oracle, that's Tesla, that's HP. These are worldwide companies. All Big right. corporations. Yes, yeah. and th they took their headquarters out, which means their top paid executives left and went to other states. And that's a tax base for us. Yeah. And, and in that time, we've seen people exit California, at, such as yourself. Yeah. All right. So for the first time in history... We actually, during this uh, census cycle, we lost population. So what does that mean? That means that California, if, since California was formed, we actually, this is the first time we lost population. Wow. So people are leaving. Now, I'm in this race because I don't want to leave. And I, and I believe California's got the right climate. It's got yeah. the infrastructure. It had the infrastructure. We have ports to get our commodities out. When my, what my grandfather saw in California was like, he's like, this is the, pl they got, we, have, we can grow anything here. That was his look. He, he didn't get to see the Silicon Valley and the movie industry and all those things that came later on. But my point is, is that, you know, California's worth fighting for. Yeah. And I'm not giving up. I, I, I cannot pass. I can't take my land out of California. Right. And I'm not willing to. I don't want to. Yeah. People don't want to have to move. You know, we moved for different reasons, really, other than just the, the policies and, and politics of Gavin. But then we moved and then COVID hit. And then Gavin's reaction and response to COVID was just all these mandates, all these lockdowns. Uh, and then I've had so many of my friends that are business owners that that had to leave California or had to just shut down their business. Uh, I mean, it's it's wrecked the it's wrecked the middle class economy. I think to to no end. And so I think people, I hope people are waking up. I've heard from more, and I travel around the country and speak. But when I'm in California speaking, I meet more Democrats and independents that are like so fed up with Gavin Newsom and his policies and his mandates that they're ready. It seems like people are ready for change in California. Oh, I, you hit the nail on the head, David. I can feel it. And so I've been elected all these years, 25 years. And I always say, you need to pay attention to where the silent majority's at. Mm. What do I mean by that? They're the person that expects their government to do what it's supposed to do. And when it doesn't do it, they wake up and they go, and it doesn't matter what side there you Crime is up in California. We're mm. smash and grab. You can't, you, they're running, stores are shutting down because they're stealing so much out of them. They can't make a profit. All yeah. right. Homelessness is up. EDD fraud. We lost $20 billion in fraud to criminals during COVID 
20 billion Dang. that businesses are going to have to pay back in California. Yeah. So wow. the cost of living's up. So it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, but it, it affects you. It affects you. Gavin Newsom went to a SoFi Stadium and watched the playoff game without a mask on. And my, and my daughter played a ball game the night after that with a mask on. During Take, the game. Yes, during the game, had to wear a mask. That's the, that's the policies in California. And you know what? You want to talk about mental health for, for our kids is just take the mask off. Take yeah. them off our kids. The statistics show they don't get sick. Take them off. But you know why they don't take them off? Because the teachers union owns this guy, and they don't, they don't want they don't, they don't to go back to school and work. Wow. I didn't realize that they were forcing kids to even play yeah. games. My own daughter is playing a game in a mask. The, the psychological damage that that's doing to our youth, I mean, all the way down to kindergarten, preschool, where they're making these kids wear masks for eight hours a day, taking away an, the identity, you know, the ability for a kid to see, you know, somebody smile, you know, see, res, be able to respond, react to how somebody's, you know, when they're talking to them. Uh, I think the damage, we won't probably really fully understand that for a long, long time. And now you've got Gavin, I think that he's saying he's lifting the indoor mask mandate but he's still keeping it in place for schools, is what I believe. Yeah, I'm that's hearing. that's my point. Is exactly what he. Where's the common he, sense in that? He says he's so he for the last two years, we've been under a state of emergency. I mean, you don't know the half of it. You know, he's doing contracts, no bid contracts. So, for example, the testing labs. It's in Valencia. It's a no bid contract. He gives the contract out. And we don't get to see it in the legislature. So, yeah, he did a no bid contract, and he renewed those contracts and. Those are failing. They're not working. The, the labs aren't working well. So and then I'll give you just another example. So you're familiar with the King's Arena, the old King's Arena, which is the mm -hmm. sleep train? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Been there many times. Yep. Okay. So they, he rented that for $12 million for COVID as a place for people to go do their COVID shots. And they saw nine patients. $12 million no. they saw nine patients. The no-bid <laughs> contract. And I can go on and wow. on and on, whether it's buying masks from China. And so, you know, he's, he, that's how he's got, you know, $25 million. He raised $70 million for the recall. Why? Because all those people that he's getting those no-bid contracts to are making sure that he's getting the resources he needs to, to fight this battle, to, to get his recall election. So out of the people that have thrown their hat in for governor, uh, I think that Newsolini, Gavin Newsom. I think you're the only person he's actually said something about. I think that kind of, uh, I think that may be alarming. Maybe you actually alarm him, and you're a threat to him. <clears throat> he hasn't mentioned anybody else. I'm not sure if Larry Elder's thrown his hat back in the ring or not yet. But um, I know that, uh, and there were some, you know, questionable things about. Obviously, there's always smear campaigns and stuff. But as far as Gavin Newsom to actually reference you specifically, uh, I think he just tried to throw you in as a as a trumper. You know, what does that say to you for Gavin to acknowledge you, you and your and your entry to the governor's race? Well, look, he never he he always has to have some sort of a boogeyman, and you know, he's he's used Trump the whole time. You know, obviously this is California. It's a blue state. Let's let's just get real. It's a blue state. Uh, but he doesn't want to talk about his own record. He doesn't want to talk about the things I just shared with you about, you know, the no bid contracts and and him. He, it's always got to be about something else. It's a fear tactic. And, you know, lots of Californians bite up. But I believe this time, um, you know, if, if, we, if I can raise the resources I need. So, you know, politics are a lot about who has enough uh, resources in their war chest oh, to, yeah. to get your message out, you know, oh, yeah. and, and that's one of the things that 
the you know the Democrats have been really good at. They're they're able to raise a raise a lot of money, and money is like um, you know I, 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 this is a David versus Goliath. I, I mm. mentioned that in my kickoff speech. I said, yeah, this is David versus Goliath. I'm I'm from the North State, and I'm a Republican, and I'm running against Goliath. Mm. And I and I tell people all the time. Um, you saw it in the promo. Stop praying for me and walk with me. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, you know, David, the story of David versus Goliath, he, he didn't put the armor on and he did it a different way, right? He went out mm-hmm. and he got some rocks and he was a slinger. He, yeah. he slung a rock and hit the giant and took the giant out. Well, today we don't fight with slings and swords and we don't, we don't fight that way. We fight with, you know, ideas. And how do you get ideas out? You have to have resources. So my challenge is to raise enough resources to tell my story and to tell the story of all these Californians that are in the same boat I am, that want to stay here, that love, that, that want to keep the next generation going. So how are we going to do that? That's the question is like most people are like, how are you going to beat this guy? How, well, look, you're the right candidate, but how are you going to get your message out? There's 40 million people in California. Yeah. So I did it. We're doing this a different way, David. We're going to, we ask people to donate $1 a day. Mm. So if we had 200,000 people vote, donating $1 a day, we're, we're going to be competitive with his machine. Yeah. All right? So it's a third of a cost of a cup of coffee that you're drinking right there. Yep. If you can't afford that in California or where you're at in, in the nation, if, if you want to come on board in our movement, and you could sign up and you can donate at briandally.com, and then we're going to take those resources and we're going to start telling the stories about how poor this guy is. He's going to try to you know, label me and do what they do but I think if we can get the message out, and I think the time is right. It's just like I said earlier, you're, you're hearing from Democrats that are like, man, my kid's playing in their bask, and this guy's at SoFi Stadium. Something's wrong. People are sensing something wrong. That silent majority is waking up. It doesn't matter what party you are, what ethnicity you are, something is definitely wrong. People are leaving California, and it's broken. And it's because of 25 years of one-party rule and, quite frankly, a dictator we have right now. I think that's the main point. 25 years of one party rule and then top it off with the with the current dictator that you've got. Uh, And that's why California that right there should speak to the mess and who's to blame for this mess. Uh, I want to get into more about about you and something else I saw in your video really quick before I do that, though. I got to give a quick word to my uh, my sponsor friends. If you love the David J. Harris Jr. Show, if you love the guests I have on and the news that I try to bring you, one of the best things you do is go do something for yourself. Get something from yourself for uh, from my good friend, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is a patriot. He is fighting for America. He's fighting for our values. And I love his products. I've got his mattress topper is my favorite. Then I just got his mattress. I love that even more. I've got his sheets, his slippers, his robe. Get over to MyPillow.com. Use the code David, and he'll know that you heard it here. But get something for yourself, and, um, yeah, you'll, you'll appreciate the fact that you did. So, Brian, you had a moment in that trailer, in your, in your promotion video, where you were talking with your kids, where you it was a big decision. It was a big deal for you to decide to run for governor. What, what's, what's happening inside your family unit and inside your family uh, and what was happening inside your heart to make you willing to put yourself out there? Because when you when you go to that level, when you're trying to go at, at that level of governorship and go up against somebody like like Newsom, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your family out there. And we know how the left wing media, how they portray people, and they'll they'll slander, libel. They don't care. They'll do whatever they can. What was it that just caused you to say, "I must do this"? You know, that's a great question, and so. I love my family. I know 
And I, I cannot stand in front of, at the end of my life, what are they going to say about their dad? Mm. Did he fight? Did he do, did he do the right thing? Did he, who was he? Mm. I refuse to not stand up and, and push back. Mm. And, and I believe there's a lot of people that need somebody to get behind. And I, you know, I want, I want, I want them to know I did everything I could to save what we built and how awesome California is. And you know, the crazy thing is, is people leave the state, but as California goes, the nation goes, we need to take it back right here. Mm. If we could flip this state, when we flip this state, we're going to do this thing. If the people will come behind me and see my vision and work with us, we're going to change this state. And I'm telling you, I have 25 year track record of vote, votes and, and my, I run my business and I would put it up against Gavin Newsom any day. I know how to fix things. I know how to work across the aisle, but my family is worth it. And I know that more, a lot of people are discouraged right now, but they need to realize that this is not over. We can take it back. And I'm going to do it for my family. Had you been governor these last two years, how would you have handled COVID differently? Well, first of all, I mean, going, starting out, I, look, we didn't know what we were dealing with, but but two years into it, we know what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to give the power back to the legislature. Number one, we need to we need to start looking at the long term effects that we're having. We we should be talking about taking our mask off. Because take them off right now. I'll tell you that nobody nobody's saying except for the people in control are saying that we need to keep them on. Talk to a parent. Let the let's give the power back to the school boards and to the to the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. We can't have this dictatorship where he the legislature is not in control. He is doing all this on his own. And what about vaccine mandates? Where do you stand there? You know, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you, it's between you and your doctor. It shouldn't be the government telling you about your health. I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers, who's like, hey, you know, this is this is let's let let's let parents make the choice with their with their doctors. That's where I stand with it. Hey, we have. Total amount of vaccines available. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, that's between you and your doctor. But don't go so far as to say if you're not vaccinated, you can't enter businesses or you can't go to work. I mean, I, I again, my daughter just moved from California in January, but she had to deal with her place of employment be coming down from the state level that you're going to have to be vaccinated if you're going to work, you know, in an office setting. And uh, you know, she's like, I don't, I don't want to be pushed into that kind of scenario. Yeah, we need freedom, for sure, and that's freedom to choose what we want, what we think is best with our with our doctors and and our beliefs. The other thing is we have they're trying to take religious exemptions away in California. There's a bill coming through right now that says your beliefs don't matter. You're gonna we're gonna force the vaccine on you. So let me ask you this: If somebody like you or you, period, if if a conservative, common sense minded, and I love the fact that you're a business owner. I'm a, I've been a business owner since I was 20. Started my first company, I was 20 years old. Uh, so I understand payroll. I understand when you're responsible for other people's livelihoods. I understand the responsibility and the pressure that that, can, that that brings. And then to be successful at it, as you have for so many decades, uh, you get it to a level that well, people that are just career politicians just don't understand it, don't get it. But if something doesn't change in California, if if the governorship isn't switched to a conservative-minded Republican, most likely, uh, over an independent, I'm sure it'll be Republican, then what do you think would happen in California if it continues down the trajectory that it's currently on? Yeah, we, well, we need balance. That's what you're saying. We need, we need to have a checks and balance. 
it's going to fail. It's going to, no matter what, even if, even, even when I'm elected, the, the economy takes a little bit of a dip and in, in the stock market takes a little bit of a dip. California is going to have a, a, some serious problems because we have leveraged ourselves to so much debt and so many obligations that we're going to have to have true leaders that know, know how to actually cut, make, make government work better. What we need is an efficient government that works. Look, what do people want from government? They need public safety. Number one, keep people safe. Number two, infrastructure, so we can all get around where we want to go, and that's, that's what the public should do. Three, education. Those are the three top things that most families need from their government. There's a lot of things the government does that, that we don't need, and we need to do it more efficient. I mean, we have the DMV that's in California. Everything, every single agency that we have in California is dysfunctional. Yeah. And we need, to, we, need to, we need a businessman in there that says, hey, okay, we're going to streamline this, give you the same services, but do it cheaper or with less money, and then take those money and then use them for the other things. So that's what we haven't had. We haven't had somebody who cares about California. And this guy wants to run for president. That's all he cares about. Yeah. I care about California. This is my home, and I'm not willing to give it up. And it's my, it's my, the next generation, it's my, it's Chase and Ray, Ray, Reagan and Roslyn. It's their future. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to back down. We're going to win this race if we, if we can get our message out. So it's all about getting your message out. I understand that. And uh, we need it. The state needs it. I mean, I'd love to see it. You know, I, I, I love the state of California. I've lived in both Southern California and Northern California, born and raised in Northern California. Met my high school sweetheart here, got married uh, here and, and bought our first house here. Um, but uh, after we left, I mean, just the absolute, you know, flushing down the toilet, it seems like of what what enabled uh, uh, Californians to be proud of um, is just gone. So one more one more question, if you can speak to this, if you're willing to speak to this. Uh, I kind of started off with this. So Gavin Newsom gets the same percentage of votes to stay governor, 68%, as he got to win the governorship in 2018. Do you think there's an issue with the voting, the, the way the voting system structure or <clears throat> machines are in California. Do you think there's an issue with that, or do you think it wouldn't be an issue well, for, we, for a fair and honest election? We do know that there's... So this, let me put it to you this way. Last, during the, during the uh, recall election, there was a, they found a guy in L.A. This is actually... There's an there's a L.A. Times article about it that had 300 ballots in his car. He had a gun, and he was on meth. Yep. All right, so... Shared that on my... my uh, all right, so... So uh, that pretty much answers the question right there. How does one person have 300 ballots? This is, was early on, way before we were, we mm -hmm. were voting. So um, that ought to tell you what's going on in California. But I believe that, you know, there's a lot of good county clerks out there. I, I have 11 counties in my, in my Senate district, and, and, you know, a lot of them are doing, doing everything as, as within the law. I don't think there's any, I think they're doing a good job. I think there may be some in the, in the bigger, bigger populated areas. Um, obviously there's some issues there and that's where we've seen probably most of it, but the rural counties up in this area, uh, I don't think there's an issue. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think it's the bigger city issues, the bigger cities that have the issues, uh, that are going to provide the, the biggest roadblock. Because I think that if the people of California actually had their voices heard, I think a message like yours resonates. Well, resonates we, far louder than what we've seen and, and had to endure underneath Gavin Newsom. We will have poll watchers at every single county in the state when we when the polls come out. Good. That's good to hear. So final thoughts, Brian uh, Daly running for Cali governor. What, what are your final thoughts? 
I just want to just want to share with the, your listeners that um, you know, as California goes, the nation goes, mm. and I believe if people watch it, if we nationalize this race and we get we get some resources coming in here and we we start beating these guys back, we can flip the state. I believe that all, with my heart, and I think the timing is right. It doesn't matter uh, what party you're in. California's broken, and one party rule we cannot have for four more years. And I think people know that this is the time. It's gonna. It's not gonna get a recall. You're not gonna have 80 people on the ballot. You're gonna have when the top two get to the top two, you're gonna have two. And there's there's gonna be a clear choice between somebody who has been here for 25 years in running a business and in the in and in the legislature that's gonna know how to fix things. I have a great track record. I love California, and I I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm gonna fight to the death. Well, I love it, brother. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take a fighter to truly take on the establishment that is, you know, the uh, the legislation and governor of California in order to in order to win. And it's going to take getting your message out. So I love what you're hearing. I love what I'm hearing from you. I love your message. Love your heart, brother. So uh, I'm praying God will bless you. Uh, will continue to increase your ability to get your message out. And uh, and then, like you said in that video, you know, not just pray, but take action. We, yeah. we need people to take action, and it's going to take Californians that love this state to take action and make sure the state doesn't continue down uh, its current trajectory, which is in the toilet, in my opinion. So, Senator, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today, and uh, and good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Friends, if you love the, the David J. Harris Jr. Show and you love the message you just heard from, from Senator Brian Daly, please share this message, share this podcast, this video with 10, 25, 50 friends. The word needs to get out. Gavin Mussolini has some competition, and I think it's competition that he's scared of. And don't forget to get over to MyPillow.com and find yourself there something nice and use that code David. He'll know you heard it here when you do. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.